Hey, boss lady. Good evening, Professor. How are we? What do we got on tonight? We got the Camaro. Camaro. S S. Drop that head down just a little bit. <laughs> I'll try to be still. Well, we've lost you. It's just too much. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. Oh, my goodness. Nice hat. Thank you. I'm not going to ask about the car. It's too much money for me. <laughs> well, you ready? Yes. What are we talking about? Picking a partner? Picking a partner. Right? We're okay. going to talk about it. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's see here. We're talking about marriage partners, right? Wrong. <laughs> hey, <clears throat> question. How many people do you know that have a business, but they have a business partner? You don't have to answer it, but think about it in your mind. How many people do you know have started a business and it's their own business and they don't have a partner? That's interesting because the response it is how many people do you know that have picked a partner for marriage and it didn't go off too well in the long run. That happens quite frequently. <clears throat> right. Right. Well, I kind of know, you know, somebody that had a business partner and it didn't work out. So now they're on their own, but normally they stick together as far as I can see. Business partners. Yeah. Uh, but not always. That happens too. That happens too. Yep. The issue becomes for me is when we start looking at marriage as a partnership <clears throat> versus business as a partnership, somehow we have different frames of mind. Mm -hmm. We look at marriage and how many times has someone asked you, Oh, uh, are you dating yet? Uh, when are y'all getting married? That happens particularly for friends, family, parents. <clears throat> and the reason for that, there's societal norms that are out there. Um, if we turn around and we announce that we're engaged and then ultimately married, of course, some would say we now have been successful with adulthood. We have upheld the family values to have children, to keep the lineage going. <clears throat> we have crossed that mark showing that we're dedicated to family, to someone. Mm. But the issue becomes, maybe we didn't choose the partner correctly. Yeah, and I've heard that a lot. You know, everybody's asking, you know, are you dating? Are you, you know, they're always mm -hmm. wondering about uh, dating or having somebody. So what if we went through the scenario where everyone's asking, well, when are you going to start your own business? Or when are you going to get a business partner and start your own business? Now, would we have the hoopla that we do then from a marriage perspective where the family starts getting all excited? <clears throat> they're wanting to have that big wedding. Uh, it's a societal uh, showing our status in society that my child is now getting married. Are they going to throw a big banquet with us because we picked the right partner to be a business partner? Yeah, I haven't heard that. I haven't either. <laughs> it's a whole different perspective. And sometimes <clears throat> the business partner is the this is about partner. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Different types too. Yeah. So the point to be made that I'm going to get to tonight, we're going to be talking later about choosing a spouse, but we're also going to talk about a little bit tonight about how do you choose the right business partner. Okay. And sometimes using the method of choosing the spouse, if we can get around all the hoopla that's associated, 
with picking a spouse and, you know, marriage in 90 days or whatever, <laughs> business partner in 90 days. Uh, and look at it from a biblical perspective. We may have a different idea on how we choose a partner. So I'm going to start with the story of Jacob. <clears throat> Jacob was the young man who stole his brother's birthright, Esau. Okay. Just as a little background, which we've covered previously, is that Jacob, his mother, Rebecca, had him dress up in sheepskin. Uh, I'm sorry, in wild animal skin in order to make him for his father, Isaac, to believe he was the eldest son, Esau, when Isaac was giving the birthright to Esau. However, it wasn't Esau. It was Jacob. And needless to say, when Esau, after all this happened, he was infuriated when he came to his dad to get his birthright. His dad said, I already gave it to you. And then he found out, no, he didn't. He gave it to Jacob instead. Well, his mother, Rebecca, told him, you need to get out of here, Jacob, because Esau's going to kill you. And so she told him, go to my brother, Laban, and he'll take you in. So Jacob takes his journey to go see his uncle <clears throat> to live with him. Well, when Jacob got over into the land where Laban, his uncle, lived, he saw that there were a lot of shepherds around, <clears throat> and they were waiting by a well. And the well apparently had a large rock over it. And what they would do, they'd move the rock out of the well, out of its way, so that they could then could water the livestock, the sheep. Well, Jacob was like, well, you know, y'all are already here. I'm here. Let's go ahead and move the rock. They say, no, we have to wait later in the day. When everyone gets here, well, about that time, a young lady comes up. Pretty young lady. Apparently, very beautiful young lady. Jacob really liked her. <clears throat> hmm. But guess what? She wasn't just any lady. She was a sheep herder. Just like the rest of them. The woman knew how to work. That's a business partner. <laughs> Let's just start there. That's a business partner. <clears throat> she knew what she had to do. Well, when Jacob saw her come up, he turned around. He moved the rock himself. I don't know how big the rock was or whatever the way that the Bible kind of talks. You know, it, the men, plural, would move the rock. Well, Jacob just did it himself. He must have been a pretty stout little boy or at least at that point, his hormones helped him become pretty stout. Yeah, he had extra power. He had extra power. <laughs> he moved that rock so she could, you know, give her sheep water. Well, he, he had asked the gentlemen uh, that were around there, you know, do you know Laban, la, la, la. And, of course, they did. And, of course, they even told him that's his daughter coming there with his sheep. And, of course, after he had moved the rock, he talks with her and he tells her, you know, I'm, <clears throat> I'm your cousin, more or less. He says, you know, my mother sent me Rebecca. She's the a sister of your father, la, la, la. So the child, the girl, she's all excited and she runs back and tells her father. Her father then comes quickly in order to meet him, you know, kisses him and says, you know, you, your flesh of my flesh, she's all excited. <clears throat> and so the story continues then that Jacob worked for Laban for about a month. And then the gentleman, his uncle came to him and says, look, man, you just can't work for me for free. Tell me what your wages are. And he said, well, I'll work for you for seven years for the younger daughter. She's what I want. She's gorgeous. She is what I want. So he labored for seven years. <clears throat> However, when it was time for his wedding day, Jacob was with his 
to be wife that night to consummate the marriage. It wasn't her. It was her elder sister, Leah. Oh, my. Mm -hmm. Apparently, they didn't have candlelight. That's all I know what to say. <laughs> Boy, what pay attention. Maybe. She had her veil on. You know, he didn't know. But he did find out the next morning when the daylight came out. <laughs> so he goes, his uncle, what are you doing to me? <clears throat> it was for the younger one I wanted. I wanted Rachel. I didn't want the older sister. He says, well, if it does our community standard around here is that the eldest daughter had to marry first. Then the younger one gets to marry. He says, I'll give you the, go ahead and finish out your wedding week. And then I will give you the younger daughter beginning the next week. But you'll need to work for me another seven years. Oh, my goodness. Talk about deceit, fraud, blah, blah, blah. But I want to start, stop there just a second before I continue. Think about what Jacob did to his brother Esau. I think that God sometimes has a way to kind of make things work out for us or maybe teach us a lesson. Uh, even Apostle Paul speaks that, you know, if, if we do certain things that are mischievous or wrong or whatever, we can become that person forever if we're not careful. And so this may have been one of those lessons that God was teaching him. Don't be this way. Stop the mischievousness. Stop trying to take advantage of other people. Mm -hmm. uh, so anyway, he agreed. Another spin, though. The Bible says that the elder sister was weak in the eyes, W-E-A-K, weak in the eyes. Now, the Bible doesn't go into why. Other literature suggests what well, it could be a couple of things. You know, maybe she did have literally weak eyes. Uh, maybe she was crying a lot uh, because she had puffy eyes and crying because um, she was the eldest and she hadn't been married yet. Uh, maybe she was crying. They suggest that she was thinking she had to marry his brother Esau and that then her sister could marry Jacob, you know, age similarities, so to speak. <clears throat> but we don't know. But the Bible, when you look at the literature, doesn't speak that she was ugly. It was just that she was weak in the eyes. But it does tell us that the younger one was definitely pretty. Hmm. But God also did another spin. He heard the cries of the older sister, Leah. And so she gave birth. And presumably it must have been after the wedding night, but pretty soon <clears throat> to the first child of Jacob's. And on the other hand, God turned around and he sewed up the womb, so to speak, of the younger daughter. Rachel couldn't have children. She wasn't able to. Now, the spin here then that is also interesting <clears throat> is that she continued to have more children. So what's that country song, holding her but loving you? I, I guess I better <laughs> go along a different path. But he wanted children, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. So he continued, you know, the process with her, man and wife, the elder sister, in order to give children to him. Uh, also, the, the eldest daughter also named them on God's behalf because she was so happy. She praised the Lord every time. In fact, she wound up having four children. Praised God and named them accordingly. And that's where we get the different tribes, so to speak, of Israel. <clears throat> now, but you haven't said, Steve, that the first or I'm sorry, the, the eldest wife, the first or the eldest uh, daughter, 
the first wife, that she was that productive as a partner? Well, maybe the answer is she was more productive in the sense she was able to give him what he really wanted and what God wanted him to have, which was children. In both cases, though, one was looking at it. He chose the second one because she was beautiful, but she was a worker. I'm sure the first one was also. The Bible just doesn't mention it. And she was a worker in the sense that she was able to have the children that he needed. The point I'm trying to make, how many of us, if we're in that marital phase, so to speak, and if we think back to those days for some of us, were we really considering any of those points? Or was it based on just the looks alone? And in God's eyes, it's not the looks alone that works. And so now we get to choosing a business partner. Do you want one that's absolutely gorgeous, whether you're a woman looking at a man, a man looking at a woman, or you want someone who can perform the work that are able to maybe fill in your gaps or maybe that you don't know about the particular jobs that you'll be doing, or one that at least can go hand in hand with you in the case, of course, having children, where they can go hand in hand and supplement you to help you so that the business will turn around and be profitable. Right, right, right. Yeah, we definitely want to be able to work together. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not done yet. I got one more story. Okay. <laughs> this is a story of David, King David. Uh, Saul had died. David became king. And David apparently went into a particular land and area. And while he was there, a rich man had his sheep that were very close to where David's men were. I don't know if the area, I haven't dug back to see if it was uh, an area that, you know, they had a lot of crime or whatever, but David gave protection to that man's flock. The man was quite wealthy, needless to say, in those times. And so <clears throat> when they have a time, they call it shearing time. And what the owners of the sheep would do when they would shear, they would also kill some of the sheep in order to feed the men and, you know, families. It was just kind of a gift back to them, more so than just handing them money. And so when that time approached, David asked, told his servants to go and tell this gentleman, say, hey, ask him to give us some also. You know, we've been here, we've protected, blah, blah, blah. We would like a little bit. You know, whatever he can spare would be great. Well, this guy was a different story. He was a different story, and he was what we would call back home a mean old man. When the David's servants went and spoke to him, he turns around, and he tells him, who's this David guy? You know, the son of Jesse. I don't know who he is. <laughs> it sounds like something today. Servants are running off right and left. How do they know? You know, they're even legitimate this guy and oh my goodness <laughs> i ain't giving him money no so david's servants go back and report and david's like i can't believe this all the good that we did protected him and his sheep and his men and we took nothing from them <laughs> so he tells his men put your swords on i'm putting mine on we're going to go see it <laughs> he says we're going to kill him and everything that's male there oh my goodness <clears throat> so the man's servants turned around and went and told his wife. And the reason I haven't mentioned his name is because he's not that important, but his wife said that his, that his name actually stood for fool, and he did a lot of foolish things. <laughs> wife's name is Abigail. 
When Abigail was told by the servants, this is what happened, and David's men had been good to us, and la, 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 and this is what your husband, our master, did. Abigail realized in her mind, there's a problem, and she needed to resolve it. Another good business partner has an eye out on things. In fact, the Bible said she was beautiful and wise. So we got, got some wisdom in there as well that the Bible gave to her. So she turns around and she grabs everything she can find. A few sheep that had already been killed. Um, but she also had, you know, cakes and so on, uh, grain, cakes and so on that she had made. And everything she could get her hands on, she put together and put on the donkeys. And so she goes out. And she'd already sent her servants forward to, with the supplies. But she goes out because she's going to meet King David. And, of course, David's coming down on the hill, from the hill, so to speak, and they're all ready, you know, for blood. And so she gets off her donkey, and she just bows right down to the ground. And, of course, David comes up on them, you know, and she says, my Lord, you know. And then the conversation continues. How great you are, you know, that your God is so powerful, you know, that you can take us all, you know. But don't let this blood be on your hands. My husband's name stands for fool. He acts foolishly. Please forgive us. Take everything I've had that I've brought for you. You know, go in peace. Don't let the stain of all of this blood be on you, whatever. David was taken back. And he said, you know, go in peace. Well, she goes back. So she's going to tell her husband about it. <laughs> when she gets back, he's having a banquet for himself. Born in the Bible is pretty much fit for a king. Oh, He's drunk, you know, and having a blast. So she waits until the next morning when he's sober. So when she tells him that he, what she had done, the Bible says that his heart failed and he turned as stone mm. to what she told him. And approximately a week later, the Lord took his life. He was gone. So you got this rich man. Now it's her, and she's all alone, where she could be in charge of all of this. But David heard what happened, and he had compassion for her. But he also, in my opinion, had a use for her. So he sent his servants back and told her, I want you to be my wife. It's like, I need somebody like you. He didn't say that. I'm adding that. Mm -hmm. But he needed someone like her. Of course, she immediately got her bridesmaids together, her servants, got on the donkey, told him I accepted, and she took off to see David. We don't read anything much after that about the young lady, Abigail. But the point that I'm trying to get to is, yes, David was marrying these people, <clears throat> but they were good business partners that he was looking for. And I know he had many wives being king. Good business partners, though. And those that showed that they could work and had wisdom he wanted them to be a part of his team. So my point to be made is whether we look at marriage or whether we look at choosing a partner for business, we, we better put those, what are the rose-colored glasses, do something with them. Because mm -hmm. we want to be sure that what we're seeing is in the heart of the person, not necessarily what the eyes have to show. Because I think we all can say that in our 20s and 30s, everybody looks good. We're all looking. 90% of us look very nice right. physically. <laughs> our brains, who knows where they are. They may be a little doctrine. 
Um, how did your mother once say to you? No, she was said life started at 40 and ended at 50. Ended at 50. <laughs> I, I will. When things started falling apart, and I'm like, okay, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. <laughs> you're not there I yet. You're close. Right. But you're not there yet. <laughs> I'm definitely feeling it. So sure. I think she had it right. It started 40 and 50. Yeah. So, folks, the point we're trying to make here, and you've already heard it more than once, is look what's on the inside. So when people are asking, you know, why are you getting married or why haven't you? Are you dating anyone? Flip it back on them, you know, use a little wisdom and say, well, why haven't you started your own business yet? Who who are you choosing as a business partner? And that's a little fedagling, so to speak, instead of trying to respond with, well, I haven't found somebody yet. Uh, I want to go traveling. I want to see the world. And the family's sitting back there yawning. Mm -hmm. Ask them and see if anybody in your family that they know of has started their own business. And then once you get them in that mindset and say, and how many of those businesses are happy now? A happy marriage. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Because marriage is a business. Yeah. Choose from the and heart. And a partnership. And a partnership. <laughs> <laughs> Choose from the heart. Yes. Well, I'm done here. That's all I got. No, good stuff, you know. Yeah. It uh, goes beyond looks, that's for sure. There's a lot more involved. A lot more involved. But it's if you have a pretty business partner, you know, if you're female and he's male and he's nice looking, or you're the female, you're the male and she's the female and she's nice looking, maybe that can help your business. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <good. laughs> maybe, maybe that might bring clients, uh, either males or females. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> business, whatever it is. Yeah. Plumber, uh, <laughs> cable guy. I don't know, but uh, yeah. You won't. Nice additive, I guess. N nice additive. <laughs> All right, we'll leave now before I get in trouble. <laughs> Not the main meat, but it can be, you know, extra. And the side. All way. right. Well, thank you for those stories. Thank you for having me. It's just so good. Uh, maybe you'll have me next week again. We'll try something else. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. She's for still looking us. for a better business partner. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, boss. Bye. <laughs>